It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Seconds left, he's got the ball, he should have it. Isaiah hangs out of the ball, flips it up to the Raptors. Detroit is the city of champions again. Detroit basketball. Yeah, I mean, it's part of the deal we wanted to get these players construct this team a certain way, stretching the dead lanes is part of it, but it won't inhibit us uh, in any way from moving forward uh, and sticking with our plan. What is happening? Welcome to the Locked On Pistons podcast, your episode for Thursday, December the 3rd, and Russell Westbrook and the Ball family, my favorite show ever. This is your boy Matt Shook, the host of the Locked On Pistons podcast, a sports writer here in Detroit City covering sports gambling for PlayMichigan.com. Check us out there. A Pistons fan and follower my whole life, just like you guys, and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for spreading the word about the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Pistons basketball scheduled for this month. Although we don't have a schedule yet. We're still waiting on that. But a big trade in the NBA, some other NBA news, and some late-breaking Pistons news that you may not have heard about yet if you went to bed at a reasonable hour, unlike your boy here on Wednesday night, putting in the graveyard shift. But we also got some Leangelo Ball, Jello talk. Friend of the pod, Doc Joe Brown, is going to tell us about Leangelo Ball. I will give my take after that. I got a fiery take about Lamelo, Lamelo, Leangelo Ball. We're also going to meet another Piston, Wayne Ellington, is uh, Brian's assignment for today. Brother Brian coming through with the Meet a Piston series, telling us about all the guys. We appreciate his help and contributions. As always, give me a follow on Twitter at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore after that. Also the Locked on Pistons Twitter account, and check us out on Facebook at Locked on Pistons dash Matt Shook. Give Brother Brian a follow, Shook 12 and also give PlayMichigan.com my day job. Check that out on the Twitter machine as well. At the top of the show, you heard one Troy Weaver. We've been slamming him a little bit these last couple weeks, so we wanted to let him have his say as he uh, constructed this team, talking about the stretched money there, as he met with the media on Wednesday, says it won't inhibit the team going forward. By the way, give a follow on Twitter to Doc Joe Brown's podcast, the Pro Wrestling Talk for the Pistons fan. That's Pro Pistons, the Twitter handle there. So we let Troy have his say. Um, if we're going to take the time to rip him, we got to let him have his say too. And I'll throw this out there too. Off-season grades, post-draft grades, particularly my grades, those mean absolutely nothing. So don't get too worked up about what they're saying around the NBA media. Sure, take it in and have your own opinion about it. But I remember loving the Roy Williams pick by Matt Millen and the Detroit Lions, along with lots of people, by the way. I recall like the Mel Kuypers of the world, those guys giving not one, but like a couple of Matt Millen drafts A's. Not B's, but A's. So 
keep that in mind as the uh, Troy Weaver slashing or lashing from the media uh, takes on hold. And and let's let's forget about that as this kind of season goes on here. Uh, sure, we'll we'll revisit the moves and reevaluate them as time goes on. Certainly, he's not going to bat a thousand, and nobody's going to be held to that standard. But uh, we'll see how it all kind of works out, especially given that there's a lot of critics out there like your boy. So uh, some late-breaking Pistons news tonight from Keith Smith. Glad uh, I stayed up late to pass that along to you guys. Per league sources, the Detroit Pistons signed Lewis King to a two-way contract. So that will be King's second year on a two-way deal with Detroit. So it's between Saban Lee reportedly going to be in camp on a two-way and Lewis King as well. There are your two two-way spots. So we'll see who the affiliate players are. Sounds like we got another one wrapped up here. So Lewis King back on a two way deal. Also some kind of scary bad COVID numbers from the NBA. Shams Sharnia of The Athletic passed along that 48 NBA players have tested positive for the coronavirus out of 546 tested during the initial testing phase from November 24th to 30th. So um, I'm not going to do any COVID shaming here, neither should you, about the NBA players or people in society or in, in life and whatnot. The numbers are high everywhere. I'm glad people in all walks of life are getting tested. That can only help. That's how we find out things and get information. And I know that the NBA is going to do their best to get the players isolated and take care of these things as they come up. But uh, just a little bit of piece of information. If you're hearing that certain players aren't at training camp, um, they're probably not going to publicly disclose who has COVID, but you can kind of read between the lines. It's one of those unfortunate things that the public knows about, but these are high-profile people in society and athletes that we know more about their lives than maybe we should. And, um, yeah, so a slippery slope that we kind of walk here with the COVID situation for the players. But hopefully all those guys that tested positive get well as soon as possibly can. And uh, the future guys who are going to get it in the NBA, and again, not not COVID shaming there. It's just the reality of the situation and the world that we're living in. Hopefully they all recover well as well because we're seeing some of the Mo Bamba stuff who has had some complications ever since he had the virus way back in the pre-bubble days. And uh, I know if you, all of us know someone who has had the coronavirus. And, of course, we either know someone or have heard multiple stories of uh, bad turns that folks take and Certainly, it's something we're taking very seriously here on the Locked on Pistons podcast and the NBA at large as well, and hopefully guys uh, get to feeling better. So anyway, moving on from uh, the morbid dark talk of COVID, how about some NBA hot stove, right? Sources sources say John Wall and Russell Westbrook are traded for each other, the two worst contracts in the league. That's someone in my mentions saying, hey, if there's a market for John Wall – then how can Blake Griffin not have a market, right? Well, guess what? Attaching a pick to John Wall so that you can get the second worst contract in the NBA, that's not exactly a market. So let's not uh, go crazy about the fact that, yes, everyone, and we knew this before. If you didn't know this, uh, now maybe you're relearning this. Everyone in the NBA is tradable. You can trade anyone. There's a difference between value and tradable. John Wall and Russell Westbrook both proved that everyone is tradable. Value is a different thing. Uh, Whether you can recoup assets, whether you have to attach assets, whether a person is a net negative in terms of their value with their contract situation, a net positive, 
or a, a neutral value. That's things we talk about here on the podcast quite a bit. But yes, everyone is tradable, even Blake Griffin and even John Wall and even Russell Westbrook. I love this because the protections of the pick. I tweeted about this, the parabola of the pick protections. In 2023, it's lottery. In 2024, it's top 12. So a little bit more than lottery, than top 10 in 2026, than top 8. And then it becomes second rounders. So I guess that's not a real problem. More of a more of a straight line. But the Pistons one, that was more of a parabola because I think it went from 16 to 18 and then back. So good times here. Um, Russell Westbrook is not my favorite player in the NBA. Uh, and I do like John Wall. I am a John Wall fan. Not 2020 John Wall. Certainly you don't want his roster or his contract situation on your team in 2020, 2021, or 2022. But uh, really too bad that his career has been derailed by injuries. He was a great player to watch. I really enjoyed peak John Wall. Killed the Pistons, of course. Uh, I do think this move is good for the league. It makes two kind of semi-depressing franchises a little bit less depressing. Freshens them up a little bit, and that's a good thing. These contracts are pretty much the same. There's three years, 130-ish million dollars left with Westbrook. A little bit less, but three years, I think more like 129 for John Wall. I'll say this about Washington. Again, I like John Wall, the player. These guys are both kind of washed. I don't like Russell Westbrook as the player. These are the two worst contracts in the NBA uh, in terms of what value was left on them. But I hate this deal for Washington. I, I like, I mean, not just, the, and, and, and Russell Westbrook has very little to do with the fact that I don't like this deal for Washington. What is Tommy Shepard, the toy cop, doing? The man is playing ball without a ball. That's a little bit of an above the rim reference there for my old school folks. But, uh, Man, <laughs> I can't do the impersonation. I think it was Birdie, the Birdman, that said that. I'm not really sure, though. But uh, maybe it was Birdie's sidekick from above the rim. Tupac, of course, Birdie. Okay, now I'm rambling. But anyway, you got three years. You got you to gotta eat the con. Like, I get it. Like, it's tough to have John Wall on the roster at three years, $129 million. And, yes, Russell Westbrook it will probably be a better player for the life of this contract. Certainly, John Wall has a lot to prove in terms of his health. But what does this really do for Washington in these next couple of years? Does that make you a lot better? In fact, it does make you a little bit better, but that's probably not what you want to do at this point. This is a team where I really think they should have traded Bradley Beal before, by now. Maybe they still are looking into it. But to, to attach a first-round pick to go from John Wall to Russell Westbrook, I do not understand that at all. So that's my take there. Um, and again, it has nothing to do with the fact that it's Russell Westbrook. That's the the main asset being moved in this deal from Houston to Washington. But up next, Doc Joe Brown is going to tell us all we need to know about Leangelo Ball, the middleman of the Ball Trio. That's coming up next here on the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Yes, sir! This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. 
Sometimes you and I need that kind of support too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's up, everybody? This is Doc Joe Brown, real name, no gimmicks, host of the Pro Wrestling Talk for Pistons Fan podcast. And I'm here to give you my perspective on the Pistons' latest pickup, Leangelo Ball. Let's not even front. His name is familiar to casual and hardcore basketball fans just because of his family. His older brother Lonzo was drafted number two by the Los Angeles Lakers in 2017. He currently plays for the New Orleans Pelicans. His younger brother, LaMelo, was drafted number three just a couple weeks ago by the Charlotte Hornets. We may finally get the LeVar Ball and Michael Jordan one-on-one match. And I promise, that's all I'll mention of LeVar in this summary. I know earlier this year, the Pistons flirted with the idea of signing the rapper J. Cole, but it looks like they found their middle child through LiAngelo. Opposite of his other two brothers, who each have their own unique take on being a modern-day point guard, LiAngelo is a pure shooting guard. Can we say Kyle Singler 2.0? Buckets! Per NBAScoutingLive.com, Ball is 6'5", 230 pounds, and he just celebrated his 22nd birthday on November 24th. As a senior at Chino Hills High School, (coughs) sound familiar, Ball averaged 34 points and was recruited to play at UCLA, and he actually did enroll at the university, but you'll be very hard-pressed to find any actual footage of him in a UCLA uniform. This is because the two parties had a mutual agreement to go their separate ways after Ball was caught shoplifting in an overseas preseason tour. After surviving a pandemic, This doesn't even seem like the type of story that would make the back page of the news. But in 2017, this was some WrestleMania showcase of the Immortals headline breaking news type stuff. Even the president got involved. Only because Ball did not run into any serious criminal charges. I would encourage you to go down that YouTube rabbit hole about the story just to enjoy some afternoon laughs maybe if you're bored at work. After the Ball didn't necessarily bounce his way at UCLA, LiAngelo went to Lithuania with his brother LaMelo to play professional basketball. That stint started in December of 2017 and came to an abrupt end in April of 2018. At the time, LiAngelo's dad, I told you I wasn't going to say his name anymore, was quoted as saying, we're not going to waste our time here no more. In 2018, LiAngelo declared for the NBA draft, but as of today, he's still waiting for his name to be caught. That's not shade, that's facts. One thing about the Ball family enterprise, they do a good job of keeping a tight ship. It's hard to figure out their next move. But then when you look back, you find out that many of their future decisions were hiding in plain sight. Between stints in the Lithuania Professional League and his father's created Junior Basketball Association, D'Angelo injured his ankle and opted for surgery in June of 2019. The timing could not have been any worse for a player attempting to make an NBA team, as June and July are when the NBA Summer League happened, which is basically (coughs) televised tryouts. But if Shawn Michaels can find his smile, D'Angelo can get his ankle fixed. And in December, he signed with the practice squad for the Oklahoma City Blue, which is the G League team for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And unbeknownst to us, this is where the plot thickens for Pistons fans. Look at your neighbor and say Troy Weaver. Troy Weaver? Ball did eventually make the main roster of the OKC Blue, but he never played a second. Again, no hate. This is only because the pandemic cut the season short. In the summer of 2020, the Detroit Pistons signed Troy Weaver to a contract that made him the team's GM. 
Prior to accepting the role as the Pistons GM, Troy Weaver was the assistant general manager at Oklahoma City. And the first movie made as a Pistons GM was signing Justin Patton, who was a former player in Oklahoma City. Even though Justin Patton is no longer a Piston, it was clear Troy Weaver made some I gotcha statements to players as he was walking out the door in Oklahoma. Oddly enough, the Ball family started to show a new affinity for the city of Detroit. It wasn't uncommon for internet videos to pop up of the Ball kids working out at various gyms in Detroit, shopping at the hottest sneaker spots around town, or the father just blatantly saying he wanted one of his, quote, sons to play in Detroit. And that leads us to December 2nd, 2020. The Pistons announced that they have signed Leangelo Ball, who formerly was associated with the OKC Blue G League team. He had to hook up. Holla if you hear me. Uh. Now the deal is non-guaranteed, very similar to the one Joe Johnson signed last season, and you see how well that went. However, given his family being in the spotlight with their own Facebook reality show, his own personal appearances on the Breakfast Club radio show in Big Boy's Neighborhood, also he has his own signature shoe under, wait for it, Big Baller Brand Baby. Don't be shocked if the media storm outweighs his playing time. Unless he's found a way to step his game way up, which is realistic since he has the opportunity to practice with above average NBA talents in his household, Lonzo and LaMelo. However, realistic expectations are for him to start it from the bottom. Now we hear, join the Grand Rapids Drive or the Motor City Cruise and work his way up from there. If Ball has shown no development and he brings the same skills to the Pistons that he had in Lithuania, averaging just 12 points and two rebounds per game, in the words of my aunt, he'll probably be told quickly, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Honestly, I hope the best. I'm a big Ball family fan. They've laid a new blueprint for future generations of Hoopers to make it to the leagues. However, that doesn't mean we should all run out and spend $50 on a big baller brand hat. Before I end this segment, I wanted to share some fun facts with you about brothers in the NBA. There are already sets of three brothers playing in the league. Aaron Holiday, Drew Holiday, and Justin Holiday. And it doesn't stop there. Giannis Antetokounmpo plays in the league with his brother Costas Antetokounmpo and Thanaeus Antetokounmpo. Forgive me if I pronounced any of those names wrong. I'm at my time. Brian and Matt, thanks for having me on. For more fun-filled basketball and pro wrestling discussion, be sure to check out the show that I host. It's titled Pro Wrestling Talk for the Pistons Fan. It can be found on all major podcast platforms. And be sure to check out our Pro Wrestling Tees store. It's www.prowrestlingtees.com slash PWTPF, the acronyms for the show. And Brother Brian. I once saw Chris Webber at a corner liquor store. I will never divulge what I saw him purchasing. Peace. I am a big Doc Joe Brown fan. Check out the podcast that he does. And if you and if you guys are listening and want to contribute to the show in any way, if there is a topic that comes up in Pistons land, especially one that you know that I might have some blinders about, and the Ball family is certainly that, uh, t- reach out and say, hey, I got a take on this. I know this stuff. I can help you out here with my own podcast that I want to pedal. Uh, I've got some other projects that I want to d- talk about, uh, charity work, uh, whatever. You know, we're we're open to. We want to grow the community. Uh, all the all the was it a, a rising tide lifts all ships, right? So let's keep that going, and you'll hear more from Doc Joe Brown in time as a guest and friend of the show and friend of ours as well. But uh, thanks, Doc Joe Brown. Really enjoyed the the write up there. My take is I just don't I I can't get all worked up about this. I really can't. I I think it's fine. I understand that this is probably 
maybe a little bit of a favor for the Grand Rapids drive in some ways. Now, I don't know if they're going to be selling any tickets in Grand Rapids because of the pandemic. This is the final season for the NBA G League uh, in Grand Rapids for the drive before the Mortar City Cruise gets started next season. We don't know what's going to happen with the G League, but you know, maybe some some TV ratings kind of stuff, uh, the, the notoriety could be big for, for Grand Rapids. Now, is there – is Leangelo Ball taking away the training camp spot for a guy who might be more deserving of it? Sure, maybe that's possible, but I'm not really going to get worked up. And there are guys out there who are working hard, who are bouncing around the world playing professional basketball. A guy like Kay Felder comes to mind, who is a former two-way guy for the Pistons. I know that he had some legal issues that uh, we don't condone if they are were true. Uh, which got him out of the Toronto Raptors organization. Um, but, uh, you know, there's guys like that. I'm not trying to single out Kay, but just throwing out a name of a type of guy who might be searching for this chance to go to training camp with the Pistons. Again, I got no um, expectation that LiAngelo Ball plays a minute on the Detroit Pistons, to be honest. Although with COVID and injuries, who knows what roster situations are going to look like, especially midseason, especially with a team that's probably going to struggle and will be handing out minutes to guys like me, Joe Brown, maybe Brian, and LiAngelo Ball as well. But no, I'm not going to get all worked up about this. Not a big ball family guy, and that's why we leaned on Doc Joe Brown to let us know the story about LiAngelo Ball. He did a great job. And uh, looking forward to seeing what the, the young man can do and if he can help out. And I, and now, is this like one of those personal favors kind of thing? Is this an angle for Troy Weaver to get in good with the Ball family? I don't know. I think that might be looking a little bit too much into it. Maybe it's possible. Maybe Troy's got his eyes on Lonzo or LaMelo down the road. But uh, that will be something we'll figure out in time. But for now, we'll see if LiAngelo can get in on some preseason games maybe and see what he looks like in live NBA action someday. But up next, speaking of live NBA action, meet a piston. Wayne Ellington, brother Brian, giving us the lowdown. That's next here on Locked On Pistons Podcast, which is a proud member of the Locked On Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. If you want to get basketball smart, it starts with listening to the Hollinger and Duncan podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. NBA analytics pioneer and front office insider John Hollinger joins Dunked On podcast host Nate Duncan to bring you scouting reports, game breakdowns, and salary cap analysis. Subscribe to Hollinger and Duncan today, wherever you get your podcasts. Here's brother Brian telling you about Wayne Ellington. Meet a piston. With the whirling dervish that is Troy Weaver and his almost totally remade Detroit Pistons roster, we have decided to take a look at the players old and new that are on it and give a brief synopsis on who they are and where they came from. So today let's look at Wayne Ellington, a 33-year-old, 6-foot-5-inch, 205-pound point guard. From Wynwood, Pennsylvania, Ellington is the eldest piston currently on the roster. Ellington went to North Carolina and won a national championship and was the most outstanding player in the 2000 
2009 NCAA tournament. He left after his junior year and was drafted by the Minnesota Timberwolves with the 28th pick in the 2009 NBA draft. Ellington has played for nine NBA teams in his career, including a previous stint with the Pistons as a mid-season signing in 2019, and played with the playoff-bound Pistons for the rest of that season and first-round defeat to the Bucks. Ellington most recently played 36 games last year with the New York Knicks. A career eight-point-a-game scorer, Ellington will be joining a crowded Pistons roster at the two or three position. Ellington, a career 38% three-point shooter, will provide the Pistons a perimeter option when he is on the court and veteran leadership on and off of it. A more than capable free throw shooter, you may see him in at ends of games when free throw shooting could be at a premium. The minutes on this Pistons team will be competitive to earn for most of the players and Ellington is no different. With the perceived focus on force feeding some minutes to the younger players, Ellington may be tasked with pushing players like Sadiq Bey, Josh Jackson, Svi Mikhailik, and the like in practice and give them a veteran to compete with for the minutes that are available. A bball-index.com deep dive shows that while Ellington has trouble getting open and getting quality shots from the perimeter, when he does, he can be serviceable as he got the same perimeter shooting grade as Miami rookie Kendrick Nunn last year. Ellington is on a notable list of Pistons who have won the NBA's J. Walter Kennedy Citizenship Award that is given to the player, coach, or staff member that has shown outstanding service and dedication to the community. He won the award in 2016 and joins Dave Bing, Bob Lanier, Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars, and Chauncey Billups as fellow Citizenship Award winners that have worn the Piston red, white, and blue. Ellington signed a one-year deal for the vet minimum and will earn just over $2.6 million for his efforts this year. Thanks for listening and look for our next Meet a Piston when we will look at center Mason Plumley. Really good stuff from Brother Brian on Wayne Ellington. Love that trivia question, the Citizenship Award. That's some pretty good company to be joined by with the list of former Pistons there. And the B-Ball Index Deep Dive is something we love as well. B-Ball dash index.com friend of the program and friend of the locked on podcast network as well so check them out and uh, check out brother brian at b shook 12 on twitter and of course doc joe brown pro pistons is how to find him on twitter and we're also looking for you to think of your ways to contribute to leave the voicemails to give us your expertise give us your takes and uh be the wind beneath our wings here on the locked on Pistons podcast. But that wraps up the, 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 the we'll leave that in. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Pistons. Been a long day for your boy. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Fantasy Basketball. This is Matt Shook. I'm going to sleep. Have a great day everyone. We'll talk to you tomorrow with Fridays with Brian. Hey Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.